Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is the big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. I just want to relax. Nice little warm bath. <laughs> I don't know how much longer I can hold this. Sarah Connor. Now look, carnage. Dead. Dead, dude. Well, what's fun about that? Quite sweet, really, aren't they? God, I love this street. Now what? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Claire with Billy and Danielle. Now, see, I noticed that you did not say Billy in the last podcast episode. I pay attention to these things. And your mom is now staring daggers at you. You've been stabbed with eye daggers. You're bleeding out. You don't know how terminal you are yet, but the end is near for you. Uh, no, it's not. The end is near for mama. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, I'm not involved in this anymore. It's been nice knowing both of you. I did not know that when you invited me to be a guest on your podcast, it was just so that you could say things that were going to ruin our relationship because you're dead to me now. I'm just over here sipping tea like Kermit the Frog, judging everything that's happening. (laughs) (laughs) So, Claire, what are we going to talk about today? Varsity Blues. Yeah, now you had some other stuff you wanted to talk about first, though. Well, our schedule has not gone as planned since that, like, couple month breakup. We broke up? Wait, what? No, not break up. up. The band is back together? (laughs) No, that's not what I meant. I meant break up from doing this. Ah. So like we had a Hiatus, I think, would be what you would call that. We had a a brief hiatus. We need to take a break and then come back. Yeah. And and we talked about that last week um, because, you know, we hit testing time for you at the end of your school year, and then you went straight into doing swim every day, which is what made Jaws such a fun thing to talk about. Our schedule for right now, you know, today we're going to talk about Varsity Blues, uh, and then we're going to talk about The Meg next week, uh, and then we're not sure what we're going to do kind of for the next movie after that, but shortly after that, we're going to get into the Universal Horror Monsters and start going through some of those. But you had some ideas for some movies that you wanted to bring to the podcast, and usually we have this conversation off air. Um, But we were thinking, what about doing it on air to see what like the conversations are like? Well, right, and I, I thought that might be a, a, a fun thing to interact with. So, Claire, you, th- this is guys, this is this is Claire went away with a notebook and some colored pens and came back Which is with a list. Always dangerous. <laughs> hey, that's Quinn who's dangerous with the colored pens. Well, it depends on your definition of danger. If you're talking about preserving the sanctity of your walls, then yes, Quinn is the danger. But if you're talking about preserving my bank account then it's dangerous when you start plotting ideas. Yeah, because Claire's wish lists are expensive. But in this case, you've come back with what looks like a dozen movie ideas. So yeah. why don't you read off what you would want to get into? So I had put down Varsity Blues, which we're doing. Okay. And, when, and the night when you were making the corn and the steak and stuff, you were watching um, Killer Workouts. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it was on Amazon Prime, and it was free, and uh, I mean, it's a movie from 1987. It's not good, but I was extremely entertained by it. Your dad is one of the few people in the world that just derives genuine entertainment from bad movies. He loves watching really bad, not like mediocre bad. Those are not fun, but like really bad movies. I don't know. Killer Workout's got a lot of great stuff in it. The murderer, the serial killer, who I don't know because I haven't finished it yet, but the serial killer in that movie is using 
like a pin, like a safety pin, but it's the size of a hand. Like the both sides of it are maybe like three inches long or something like that. And he comes up and maybe it's a she. I don't know. We don't know yet. It's probably a she. Anyways, uh, he stabs him in the neck with the edge of the safety pin. And then they go. And then he pulls it out and they go. There's just blood coming out of this one spot. Mm -hmm. And then uh, another one. He does that to their forehead. Mm-hmm. And then blood comes out of their forehead. It's uh, pretty and then, entertaining. And Anyways, this is the kind of stuff I watch when the kids are just wandering around the house while I'm making move, uh, any, dinner. Anybody who's ever <laughs> tried to pin a diaper can tell you that a safety pin would not puncture a skull. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it depends on how you use it. And then, so I was asking him what movies we should do. And I put down ideas like probably The Meg and we watched The Meg. Then um, I a couple years ago, I watched a movie called Bunked. And, it, and if you're a kid watching this podcast and you're like, oh, I know that TV show. It's a it's about a whole bunch of kids who go to camp. You're wrong. It's not a TV show. Well, there I'm is a TV well, show called Well, there is a TV Punk. show, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a movie on Netflix called Bunked. And it's about this camp that if you tell, well, what they call in the, what they tell in the movie is creepy stories, which you normally tell around a campfire. So why would you tell cute stories, I guess. I don't know. But they were telling creepy stories. <laughs> and every time a spark flew, that story was coming true in the camp. So it's a whole bunch of different horror stories that come true in the camp. Okay. So that's you. That's on your list. What else you got? Um, I did not want to leave off with a whole bunch of scary things in my head before camp. So I was thinking on Saturday we would watch and record It Takes Two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I, You know, I've been thinking about a good camp movie. It Takes Two is a good camp movie. Um, Heavyweights is a good camp movie uh, that I enjoy a lot. I don't know. You know, I don't know how many good camp movies there are. Because, I mean, like, the Friday the 13th series are camp movies. But to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of those movies. Oh, God. I think you'll like this one. I think it's worth mentioning at this point because it, it has zombies all three it. of your listeners are freaking out right now uh-huh. that you're not saying Ernest goes to camp. And the reason that that one's not in consideration is because our whole family has already seen it. Yeah, well, we a we've watched Ernest Goes to Camp, and I I think I don't, I don't remember know. watching. I feel like Heavyweights deals with a little bit more like coming of age sort of a, oh, adulty was... type problems, comedy wise. Mm-hmm. And Ernest Ernest movies I think are great, but they are much more oriented to a, a children's audience. I mm-hmm. think. So what else you got? And then I had all, and then I had all of the names like Frankenstein. I don't know the mummy one, so I just so like ones that I don't know, I just call it. I just call it the and the characters. So, so like for the, the Universal movie. Horror movies, yeah, sure. So the Universal Horror movies, I only had four of them because I didn't know the names of them. Uh huh. And I put, of course, the creature in the Black Lagoon. It's my favorite one, and I'm already reading the Lady in the Black Lagoon. And by Lady. a book by Mallory yeah. O'Mara that talks about Millicent Patrick, who designed th- the costume uh, for Gilman and the creature from Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. And then I put Jaws. Oh, and after I bunked the movie, I forgot about Jaws 2 right before Frankenstein. <laughs> and then Jaws 3, Jaws 4. I thought it was called oh, Seashore. Why, why, are, why are the Jaws sequels on, on here? What made you want to put those on there? Just enjoying Jaws? Yeah, I was thinking, well, if there's other movies, did the shark come back? Well, he blew up into like a million pieces. I don't know, but like the Jaws sequels, like it gets personal. The Jaws, Jaws, the Jaws shark, child of Jaws, is on a vendetta mission. Isn't that Jaws four? Uh, yeah. The here's the thing about the Jaws sequels. Honestly, 
Jaws 2 is not a good movie. <laughs> it is just care. objectively like not a good movie. But there is one sequence in that movie that has become kind of iconic. And so to understand references that you may see in other shark movies, it could be helpful to have seen Jaws 2. Otherwise, every time the banana boat comes up, you don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> um, Jaws 3 is an objectively bad movie that I love watching. And you will probably like Jaws 3 because you are, you know, you have Jaws kind of Jaws 3 is a lot of, of fun. Humor. It's fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And is it not? Is it completely different from Jaws? It's completely different. Yeah, it's completely different. Jaws is it still about sharks, though. Mm, it's still you know sharks. what's what's great about Jaws three is it's kind of like the Meg uh, in that there is an underwater research facility. Although instead of a research facility, it's like it's an, an entertainment park, park mm-hmm. and um, people get stuck under the water as like, the sharks like hunt them. Park. Yes, yes, it's exactly like Jurassic Park meets the Meg, only horrible. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's is it is is a fun movie, and it was I don't remember what year it was filmed, but it's long. It was not recent. It's no, from the no, 90s, no, right? No. If it's nineties, it's 80s. really early nineties. I think it's late eighties. Might be late eighties, but it was filmed in three D. It's one of the first movies that was filmed in three D. Oh it was yeah, shown boy. in three D. Boy, um, and there's can we some, watch it in three D? Uh, we don't have a three D projector, yeah. so that would be tricky. Um, but there are some sequences in the movie that you can just tell were designed to be flying at your face. And oh yeah, they also look horrible. And they look bad. That's got Dennis Quaid in it, right? Mm-hmm, he's the guy. It does. Yeah, yeah. and he's oh, he looks good in his shorts. Yeah, that's Dennis Quaid. That's true, and that is actually all he wears for most that's of that movie. All he wears is, is little the 80s tiny eighty shorts. shorts. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta get a pair of those. And a body that's like Dennis Quaid. Yeah, I was gonna say, and like six <laughs> inches of height, because those are Thanks, those Danielle. are dependent on having super long legs. You're welcome. Okay, that's payback. Anyway, so Jaws three is a lot of fun. Jaws four is terrible. It is not fun to watch. It is a bad movie, and it should never have been made. Um, and yes, the premise of Jaws four is that there are personal vendettas on both sides. The shark is deliberately inflicting damage on the Brody family and the Brody family is hunting the shark and it is a just a terrible movie. All right, so that's the Jaws movies dissected. Well, this is on your wish list of movies to get into here. Um, so what I thought Mommy's one of Mommy's favorite shark movies was called The Seashore, other than Jaws, other than Jaws. I thought it was called The Seashore. But it was actually called The Shallows, so I scratched out Seashore and put Shallows, Okay. which is what we were deciding. The make, Shallows. The make, now, shallows. I'll, I'll tell you, if you're talking to your mom, your mom's favorite shark movie outside of Jaws is Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, it is. For sure. I love The it Shallows. Is. The Shallows is great. Shallows the Shallows is, great. is a great movie. And then right after that, I had The Deep Blue Sea. All right, good. All right, so you, you've been enjoying the shark movies then, huh? And then I had A Quiet Place. So how'd you uh, how'd a quiet place come to be on your list? Cause it's a move. It's a thing about scary movies, and I was thinking, if I think I'm ready to go to the next level, a quiet place I feel like is the next level. In terms of what? In terms of scariness. Of scariness? Hmm. Well, I feel like is the next two levels, but I feel like I can handle it. Well, so now you think you're jumping two levels with a quiet place? I'm just curious how you heard about a quiet place. Was that a trailer you watched with your dad or something? No. Uh, well, yeah, I did watch it as a trailer, but I watched, I don't w- know what I watched, if it was a trailer for something else, but it was basically the same thing, but with like pterodactyls. <laughs> I I can totally see how you would get pterodactyls from that trailer. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I could see that. Yeah, sure. 
And then also there was a um, Saturday Night Live scene. About A Quiet Place. Yeah. I don't know what you mean. Don't you remember? Oh, yes. Yeah, there was a Saturday Night Live sketch. I'm sorry. You said Saturday Night Live. We watched Airplane the other night. I got Saturday Night Fever in my head. I was like, John Travolta <laughs> dancing? Those are what not are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Saturday Night Live sketch about that. Sure, yeah. All right, so Quiet Place. I, I think A Quiet Place is within the realm of possibility for you. I think that's achievable. Then I had It. Which It? Uh, Betty Wise It. Pennywise it. Pennywise? I think your dad is meaning the original or the remake. Oh, the original. The original or the newest one? Uh like So there's after- so there was one that came out in the nineties. Oh wait, no, the one that just the one that came out a couple month the one that came out a couple like in twenty seventeen, I think. Yeah. Okay. So the new the newer version of it. Yeah. And it's got a sequel coming out. Mm-hmm. What makes you want to see that movie? It or it chapter two? Both. Um, I I everyone is always telling me stories. What is everyone? About? My friends are talking about Pennywise because it because they've seen it and they're like spooking each other with it with red. They buy red, they buy red balloons and they dress themselves up in a clown costume and then they go running around the street dancing in the clown costume. What, what are your friends doing? <laughs> so funny. I've never seen that happen in this street. Have you seen this happen? I haven't I haven't seen that happen, but I did go have lunch with Claire one time and all mm-hmm. of her friends were sitting at the table and some kid released a balloon in the cafeteria intentionally to scare people. Wow, so that's like a thing. So it, it has caught I on as like mm-hmm. like uh maybe maybe it's like the movie that the ten and eleven year olds and twelve year olds are passing around. You remember back in the day you used to pass around VHS tapes and movies you're not supposed to watch? Yeah, sure. But you know, the thing is that I saw it for the first time, just recently went like when, when we watched it together. Yeah, when we watched sure. it, together, that was the first the, time the 90s version it. of it. Yeah, and uh, but I think we watched it immediately prior to going to see the remake. Yeah, it was right? either right before or right after. Yeah, so I mean, I was in my years. It's, you're an old woman. It's when, okay. I'm not old. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I was I was somewhere north of twenty. Okay. When I saw that movie. For the first time. But I knew that the movie It was based on a Stephen King book. I knew it was about a scary clown. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we used to, like, try and, you know, the clown's going to get you or whatever, like, even having not seen the film. So it honestly would not surprise me at all if those kids are aware that Pennywise is an evil clown, Mm -hmm. even just based on the trailer, even if they haven't actually seen the movie. So are your friends saying that they've seen the movie? Yeah. And and so you feel as though they've seen it, and so you want to catch up. Yeah. But I mean, some of the friends you listed are older than you, are they not? Not that older. Jade is 11, about to turn 12, so she's not that older. Zara's Zara's my age, about to turn 10, well, turned 10 a, couple, a month ago. Mm-hmm. So she's around my age, and I'm about to turn 10 in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And then Marilyn, she's like nine. She hasn't seen it, but she's seen all the trailers for the remake of 2017. And also she's seen all the trailers that have been posted right now for It Chapter 2. So she feels like that she's basically seen the origin or like the main part of the movie. Mm. So can I tell you something? Yeah. Um, When I I have a very vivid memory of seeing the uh, early 90s version of uh, Stephen King's It uh, when I was, say, nine or ten, I think, uh, when it came out. Um, 
I was visiting one of my aunts and we were downstairs in their basement and my cousins put it on. It was on, it was either on the TV or they had a VHS of it and they put it on. Um, and you know, my, your, your auntie Danina, my sister <laughs> and I were down there and I was like nine or 10 and she would have been seven or eight. And we watched that whole movie and I was terrified of clowns and scary movies for a long time after that. That movie really upset me. I was not prepared for it. Also, my parents didn't talk to me about it at all. They were like, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's a movie that he watched. It was terrifying. <laughs> There's like, they're suicide in that movie. It's really upsetting. Um, so is it like that movie, that that is the movie that upset me as a kid that I have a memory of watching all the way into adulthood. And I think that's an experience that everybody has is there's some movie that they see just too young or they're not prepared for. And it kind of leaves a, like a, a psychic scar in their mind. Of, like, I don't that think experience. I get a scar from that because I've seen all the trailers. So I'm, so I feel like I'm prepared for it. I'm, I'm going to tell you what, like of all the movies you listed a quiet place, like I think you could do a quiet place. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. That's a tense movie. But uh, like the violence and the terror in it is is not outside of the realm of what you've seen. It's like Jaws. Um, it's a little bit worse than Jaws in terms of uh, like its ability to upset Tensity. you. I think. Yeah, sure. Um, but Pennywise in the new it, I think Pennywise himself, whatever you think of the rest of the movie, is a very scary clown um, that they've done. I think he's very upsetting. And this trailer that they have for It Chapter 2, where she... Did you see the trailer for It Chapter 2? It's Yeah, like it was a on scene. Hulu. And it's a scene. So the trailer that they have for It Chapter 2 right now is a scene where um, the, the woman goes back home and she's talking with an old woman who's now living in her place. And that old woman is just not right and, and turns out to be uh, Pennywise. Um, but the way that they show it and the way that it's like it's perfect tension building, it's really upsetting and it's very scary. I don't know how comfortable I feel showing you it or it chapter two. And that's, I think, the one that you've been asking about the most, that and Annabelle creation, um, which I'm surprised is on your list as well. Well, I've seen the trailer, which I'm pretty, which I'm pretty sure is the one that I'm going to be scarred from. <laughs> the Annabelle creation? Definitely. Because <laughs> I have a whole bunch of dolls. Sure. Yeah. Well, that was part of what made it after so I watched the trailer. I covered it. With, I cover. I put my all my dolls in a basket, put them in a separate room, and covered them with a blanket <laughs> for a couple months from the trailer. Right. 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 And so that you want to see that movie is surprising to me because I want to get because a lot of times when I see the trailer for movies that are really scary to get it out of my head, I have to watch the movie. So I feel like if I yeah. watch the movie, I I know that I'll be scarred, but at least I won't be afraid to play with my dolls a lot very more <laughs> anymore. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe it's more upsetting when you see the whole movie. I don't even like scary doll movies, personally. I find them very upsetting. And I don't like to walk around our house after watching this scary doll movie where there's dolls around the house because I'm pretty sure they're going to murder me. If I... Did I say Ant-Man and the Wasp already? No, you didn't. I'm surprised you haven't seen that. No. Yeah, we got It was see the that. when we were going through it at Endgame. It was like one of the very few movies that I haven't seen mm. of the Marvels. That's right. I remember that now. What else was on your list? Did we already hit them all? Uh yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp was the last one. All right. Well, it wasn't the last one. It was before it chapter 2, but yeah. Well, <clears throat> 
I think that you've got some good movies on that list. And obviously the Universal Horror Monsters we want to get into. Um, if you want to see Quiet Place, I would show you Quiet Place. I think that's a good movie, and there's a sequel coming out to that. Um, maybe not this year, but I think next year. I think. But hold off on the Annabelle creations. Annabelle comes home, and it's ones. Yeah, I don't know. I like, I'll I'll think about that a little bit more. I I think it for me is just a no because I know how upsetting the visuals are for Pennywise. Um, if we were going to watch the it story, I probably would show you the nineties version because having now watched that as an adult, it is not terrifying. <laughs> it's got some upsetting subject material in it, but it's not nearly as scary as I had made it out to be in my head when I was nine years old. Is there a second part for it or is it literally just, it? uh, it's a two part television event. So there's a, um, it's, it's long. It's like four hours. Um, I, I would consider showing you that I and just see how you deal with it if we do it before I would think about showing you it. It's there's, it's upsetting. There's two main problems I think with it. Um at, at your age and, and at my age. Um the first of them is that in most horror movies there is a certain degree of safety when you're around other people, right? Like if you're if you walk outside in the dark by yourself, the thing is going to get you, right? But if you're surrounded by people, you feel some degree of safety. And so when you finish watching those movies, if you get scared, you can just be around people, be around people right. and that helps. That's why I'm um, always asking you guys will come outside with me. Right. That's not true in it. Um, the more people that are... So in the trailer, it says, the way to not get caught is to not be frightful. Is to not be fine. well, but part of the problem with it and Pennywise is that Pennywise has powers beyond just being a, a like a, a morphing uh, evil clown machine thing. Scary thingy. It Pennywise has the ability to control the minds of the adults in the town around him, and to make them so that they can't see what Pennywise is doing or the horrible things that are happening around them. And so these kids in particular are particularly in danger because Pennywise makes it so that their parents can't see the horror that he's inflicting on the children of the town. Right. So when you're watching the movie, when the kids are surrounded by adults, they're not any more or less safe than they are when they're by themselves. Exactly. And so when you finish watching the movie, being near other people doesn't have that same degree of like, oh, I'm fine right now. Well, and we've talked about before that monsters are not real. Like these movies are creations, right? And they're things that they're are designed. created to make you feel scared. Exactly. But so when you feel like you have a moment where, and I get this too, I don't watch scary movies when I'm at home alone. Like if you guys are uh, like when you went to Florida last year, right? And I was here working, I did not watch scary movies in the house alone at night while you guys were gone. Because I find it upsetting to be in a house by myself after I watch a scary movie. I don't like that. So I don't do it. Um, but if you have a moment where you're scared and you say, oh, mom, dad, I'm really scared monsters are going to get me if I take the garbage out. What do mom and dad say in that spot? They remind you that monsters are not real. The crux of the problem for the kids in Derry in It is that the monster makes it so the parents say the monsters are not real. And if that upsets you, and then you are like, Bob, Dad, I'm scared. And I'm like, well, monsters aren't real. You're like, that's exactly what he says in the movie. Uh, that's what I worry about. Like, it, it, it puts you in a position where if you're upset about it, it's hard to reassure you that, that things are okay. And I worry about that. Controlled by Pennywise. 
I, I assure you, if there was somebody with a weak mind that was going to be exploited by Pennywise, I would be first in line. And then the other problem with the movie is that there are some situations in those kids' lives, just outside of Pennywise, that are very upsetting. Like what? Um, like kids who are bullied really badly and um, uh, kids who are abused and things like that. And what about I don't. George. Georgie. Well, Georgie's dead. Georgie's just straight up gets murdered. Right in the beginning. And I tell you I what, remember. Claire, if you're out playing in the rain in a yellow slicker with your paper boat and some clown in a sewer is like, hiya, Georgie. Don't talk Georgie. to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, that, and then, you know, Georgie's actually a really good example of, of how upsetting that movie is. You know how we were talking recently about how most movies, the kids are kind of off limits. And yeah. the movies where children die, it's fairly uh, unusual. Dude, that's right. I forgot and, about that. And too, you were talking so. about how vivid the death scene is for Alex Kintner in Jaws and how, how unusual that was, right? You guys keep talking. Well, the when Pennywise kills Georgie, it is incredibly graphic. It is super violent and it is very upsetting. And as a mom watching that movie, I got so upset by that film that it made me kind of sick to my stomach. Like it's it's not something that you will see in most horror films. So it's did, did he but in the story, Zara said that he's literally pulled into the sewer and then you eventually. hear and then you hear him screaming while Pennywise is killing him. Yeah. And echoes. Yeah, but that's not like Pennywise, I don't want to go into too much detail because you are eventually going to want to see this movie. But Pennywise basically attacks Georgie and initially he tries to get away. And that whole part they show. Um, and it is graphic and awful. No, I'll spoil it because I'll put a specific picture in the mind to help okay. make it. Uh, Pennywise straight up rips Georgie's arm off. And they, they, it's not like, like, you know, sometimes in movies, like they don't show it and they imply that it happens because they don't want to do the effect. Yeah, not in this movie. Pennywise, he rips it off or bites it off or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And they show Georgie do like a Luke Skywalker moment after Vader chops off Skywalker's hand and Skywalker's like, no, my hand. Georgie goes, ah. And like scoots backwards and there's like (laughs) blood coming out of him. Yeah. And you have to understand that the actor who plays Georgie is like younger than Quinn. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. The actor or Georgie? Well, I don't know how old the actor is, but he definitely looks younger than Quinn in the movie. I mean, probably the same age, to yeah, be honest. Same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like Harper Quinn's age. So but the point is, is that there's really upsetting imagery in that movie. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't know. Is it know. true that the, go- that the ghost in the movie, not in the real life, but is it true that in the movie, the ghost floats around the sewers and is haunting? Well, that's Pennywise's thing. He says, uh, he says you'll all float down here. Um and basically what that turns out to be, and I, I don't think this is a spoiler, um, is that that's how Pennywise messes with his future victims is he shows them imagery of the ones that they've lost to Pennywise. So it's almost not just like Pennywise is killing you. It's like Pennywise is stealing the soul of that person and using it as a puppet to upset the people that he's going to attack later. This is like this is very upsetting stuff. 
So, so anyways, um, we're 30 minutes into our episode on Varsity Blues. And haven't <laughs> talked about Varsity Blues <laughs> at, at all. all. But it, I look, here's, here's the deal. You know, when Claire, before we started recording, she came to me with, with this list and said, you know, I, I want to talk about some movies I'm interested in. I thought that that would be a good conversation to have. Uh, you know, while we are on air so that people can hear it, because I think that this is an important part of the conversation process that happens in the background where, you know, you and I have an active conversation. It's not just me coming to you with movies that says, hey, what are you interested in? You are watching trailers and you are seeing things that you are out there and you are saying, these are the movies I'm interested in. And sometimes I say yes. And sometimes I say no. I feel like I'm pretty fair about it. Do you feel as though I'm fair about it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All you right. always have reasons for it, so that's why I think it's. Fair. I love my reasons. All right. So, uh, do you have anything else that you want to talk about in terms of future titles? Nope. I think we got a pretty good way forward. I mean, we'll have the Meg next week. Um, we'll definitely have a camp movie, whether it's It Takes Two or maybe Heavyweights. Um, and then we'll, we'll do Universal Horror. Week. Not next week. The following week. Um. Yeah. The following week. Because uh, yeah, I mean. So the behind the scenes is um, I'm going to start these in August again. That first Thursday or Friday in August will be, um, uh, what did we just record? Jaws. will be Jaws. And then the next will be um, Varsity Blues, this conversation. And then after that, it'll be the Meg. And then after that, it'll be the camp movie. And then that way, but before you leave for camp, we'll be having the month of August recorded and ready to go. That way, if we... Lo- that way, if we be get behind in recording the next month in August, right. we wouldn't have to worry about that because it's next month. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And we'll have a little bit of, of, of working around room again, like we did have when we started this. And I, I think that'll make it a little bit easier. And I think also we've been doing a little bit better with making the movies that we watch part of your mom and I's movies that we watch together. And I've enjoyed having your mom record with us. I feel like that's been going very well. What do you think? Good. Okay, good. Oh, oh, hi, Mom. Hi. <laughs> Almost barely even talked this episode, and we're like 35 minutes in. Well, that's okay. And I don't know about barely. I've talked plenty. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, I've said all the most important and, and interesting things. So. Okay. All right. Well, so that's, that's the behind the scenes for kind of how we talk about movies and the way that we think about what we're going to put on the roster. And it kind of maybe gives you all some insight into... Right, into uh, sort of just the whole process that we put into that. But all right, so what we're here to actually talk about today, though. Why don't we just make this a complete separate episode? The behind the scenes. You just blew your dad's mind. I don't think that this should be uh, adding on a Varsity Blues episode because we normally have like an hour mm-hmm. of a Varsity Blues episode, mm-hmm. which means that this episode will be an hour and 30 minutes. So why which not is just way take too this? long. Yeah. It's way too long, and our normal episodes are like 50 minutes. And let's have this conversation on the air, because we're doing the whole behind-the-scenes thing. This is yeah. this is what podcasting is like before we hit record, like, all the time. There's an hour-long conversation about movies that Claire would like to watch, behind-the-scenes in terms of what we're going to do and our recording goals. So, yeah, why, uh, this is what it's like. This is they what it's like to run a podcast. should be just a separate episode, and then we just <laughs> put them out at the same time. The same time you say, I don't know, we'll have to figure that out. Maybe we'll do like a split release because we or did, something. Because we did put them, because we did record them at the same time. So why not just put them out at the same time? Well, what I worry about is that people, if they're subscribed to the podcast, they get pushed two episodes and they don't then see the first episode because it gets squashed by the next update immediately after. 
So if maybe we'll do it in the same week uh, or maybe we'll just extend it out because I think the behind the scenes episode is a great one. And to be honest, since we actually haven't run the Jaws uh, episode yet, I almost want to run it before Jaws. Um, but we do talk about watching Jaws and that and then it'll get confusing because the timeline's all messed up. Oh, we really, oh boy, we really put ourselves in a bind. This is what happens when you're uh, chaotic good and you're trying to do things on the fly without having a plan. You get 35 oh. minute episode <laughs> behind the scenes that would actually be good to come back with. Uh, but yeah, okay, so we'll make it its own episode. We'll maybe do it on a Tuesday, Thursday release thing or something like that. Um, uh, we'll see what's going on. But yeah, we'll make it its own episode. So, all right. If you uh, if you don't follow the podcast, uh, you can find Bill and Claire's Excellent Adventures on Twitter at B-A-C-E-A podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd at WBDAS. Um, and if you guys haven't subscribed to the show and left us a review, we sure would appreciate it. That's the kind of help that only listeners like you can provide. And uh, it's essential as we look to grow our audience. All right. So, Claire, you want to say we're out of here? We're out of here. I mean, you Adios, don't literally everybody. have to say we're out of here. I'm not writing for you. You could say what you want. We're out of here. I'm going swimming. See you. See you next time, everybody. All right. Watch out for sharks. Bye.